listening to Brett on the skateboarding show. And what do you do, Geordie slash Richie? <laughs> I'm, I'm currently the sports manager for NAS and Boardmasters as well. So you have the unenviable task of trying to herd cats, basically, and get a bunch of skateboarders and rollerbladers and like, BMXers. And... As much as I love skateboarding, it's probably the most unorganised bunch of individuals I've ever come across in a nice way. <laughs> the, yes, yes. Yeah, we are, we are, we are sometimes our own worst enemy in that respect. About being unorganised. I like the haphazard approach to most things. It kind of makes life a little bit more interesting. It saves yeah, watching in the same line. You know, it's a difference in the individuality. So, so for uh, I'd like you to explain a little bit about it. I appreciate some of it, appreciate some of it might be business sensitive, so you may or may not be able to tell us all of it. But because there might, I, understandably, there might be some people going, "What can be so hard about it? You advertise a comp, people turn up, jobs are good in." But I know, I know, there's a lot more to it than that. So yeah, you... I mean, in terms of that itself, it's, it's such like a big picture, like the, the music festival alone. The infrastructure that goes behind that is huge, and that's something I've never been privy to. I'd always work. I'd come down from the from the skate industry or the board industry for my first snowboard skate. So my involvement was actually quite blinkered in the early stages, and, and I quickly realised how much work goes into a music festival. Um, you know, whether it be Boardmasters, NAS, you know, like you know whatever music festival, like just the running of that from simple things to making sure there's enough toilets, but it's the health and safety element and medical care. Um, the actual management of the music talent as well, you know, it's huge. And then the sports side of things, um, you know, essentially, like, on paper, it's easy as just getting a lot of people together and having them compete. But then it's not, because you have to start looking at the depth of it. It's, it's 600 people. We need all of their information. We need all of their, um, you know, personal addresses. We need to communicate with them. You know, there's the administration and the uh, logistical side of actually getting them registered. There's the insurance element, the, the design of the park, the production of the park, um, you know, organising, getting the vert around there, working specifically a lot with the big international athletes as well, trying to coordinate their travel plans. Um, and then the other side of it is obviously the kind of the, the sales and sponsorship. Like we bring on partnerships, so guys are, you know, constantly negotiating deals to try and make sure we've got the best brand there, we've got the best level on-brand, on you know, in, it's a huge operation. Like it was when I joined the company, um, well, I think it was two and a half years ago. Not enough for me to see exactly how much goes in curating uh, a festival. Yeah, I can. I mean, I, I can imagine. I don't. I don't see a huge amount, but I see a tiny, tiny little bit of some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on, and even that is enough to blow my mind sometimes and make me very grateful that I'm just there. Uh, doing a little bit of media stuff, you know, like just yeah. Having fun. Well, th yes, yes. I don't, you know, I, you know, it. Uh, there is some work. It is. I obviously am trying to get material. Um, but but compared to what compared to what you guys are doing behind the scene, 
yes, I am. I am essentially having fun. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen you running around numerous times. I saw, you know, your predecessor running around numerous times. Every, everyone else I know who, who who's there and involved in it is constantly, constantly on their feet on the, on the run around, you know? It's non-stop. I mean, I, I normally work around 17 hour days during the live event. Um, and in the, in, in the week prior and a, and a couple of days after. So it's, it's long days, but I'm, I'm the lucky ones. I kind of, I get to be, you know, without sounding like arrogant, I get to be a bit more of a face. I'm more on the front line of the event. Right. Um, you know, so I'm very much like speaking to the customer. I'm you know, directly dealing with all of the skaters, BMXers, you know, whoever it may be. Um, and kind of like you, you're that front person. So it's easy to stand by and say, yeah, you know, what a great job we do and take the accolades. It's actually, some heroes that you don't see, the guys that you might not have met, or the ones who are working like so behind the scenes they're never seen. You know, the, the production managers, um, you know, the events assistants, you know, the event managers. That, like these guys, are, they don't get any of the thanks or the gratitude, or or even really get to put their face out there as such. Um, but without them, the festivals just wouldn't run. Like it's it's, it's kind of you know their passion is managing and curating festivals. Um, and it's these guys that you know you've got to really take your hats off to, because the level of work and the level of professionalism they have to maintain through the entire event is insane. Like, there's no way. I, I mean, I, I couldn't do it personally. It's, you know, it's not for me at all because these guys are, you know, they're, they're fully focused for you know the five days that it runs or the four days that it runs. It's, it's mental. Yes. Yes. Now you 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 mentioned earlier about the um, the international flavour and the international athletes you have to bring over. Uh, yeah. Let, let's let's go straight to the headlining act of some of the some of the athletes, because uh, of course this is a skateboarding show, so we want to hear about like the, the skateboarding yeah, of course, element yeah. of it. Yeah. But, and and inform us as to who you've got coming through this year. Oh man, this year like it's pretty crazy. Like um, we've got welcome skateboard teams coming over. So, um, less, I think, Nora's the only one who can't make it, but everyone there, like, Boggs is coming over, Roman's coming over. Um, it, I, I think there's ten guys in total, so, like, eight skaters, and then a TM, and a, a film. So they're going to come across. It's the first time they've been to Europe as a team, and obviously, so first time in, in the UK as well. They're going to be putting a demo one on a Saturday, um, but they're going to be around all weekend. They're probably going to you know, judge a few, like, best tricks or something and kind of hang out and just kind of enjoy the vibe and, and get on with a bit of partying. Um, but that's huge. I mean, to have someone like Malcolm, like at NAS, um, there's a possibility they might do a screen and a fetish. Um, just kind of like just trying to find out on that now. It's a bit of an exclusive because we haven't actually mentioned that to anyone yet. Um, so that's pretty cool, having Welcome. I mean, and if you think about who we've had previously as well, like having Hawk and the Birdhouse team, like, having, like keeping that level of, of brand and skate is pretty cool. Um, for me, like one of the things I'm like super excited about is the fact that we're introducing a new Bird contest this year. So, not so much new, it's, you know, we've always had the vert, but we're really elevating it, so we're bringing in a $10,000 prize purse, um, and obviously that's attract, you know, attracting so many, like, top name international skaters, so we've got, like, Claire Craner, uh, Jeremy Green, Austin Pointer, um, obviously, like, UK-wise, like, Jesse, Jesse Thomas, like, one of my favourite, like, he's probably one of my favourite skaters, um, Jake Anderson, um, you know, the, the level of vert skaters is going to be, like, this year. It's going to be off the hook. Is Sam going to be there again this year? Unfortunately, not. No, oh. like Sam, I know he really wanted to make it. Um, Sam and Jimmy, but we're actually like, 
uh, we finish on the 9th and then the X Games starts on the 13th. There's such a short period of time between the two yeah. events. Um, you know, Sam's, you know, being gold medal last year, like it's obvious that he's going to take X Games super seriously this year. So I know he's 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 over in the state getting himself ready, getting himself psyched up and, and skating. So um, I know he wanted to be here and, and Jimmy had such a good time last year. He wanted to come as well. Um, but, you know, same as Bucky as well. Bucky wanted to come. PLG was going to come and then he, he broke his ankle about two weeks ago so he couldn't make it. Um, but PLR's coming, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got like a whole host. We've got like a um, Shea Donovan's coming as well, which is, uh, he's, you know, he's big name himself. Um, so yeah, we've got a real kind of strong verse coming across this year. Well, Jimmy, um, Jimmy Wilkins picked up a new sponsor when he was at NAS last year, so far as I understand. Yeah, yeah he picked up the skate pharmacy, didn't he, with Powley? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that it's not like Powley to be on the prowl, is it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, I think Powley was stoked on that. Jimmy was stoked on it as well. So it's like, and obviously he's, you know, off winning Vert Attack this year as well. He's kind of, you know, got his sights set on a goal for, for X Games, I imagine. Um,. And then, I mean, Clay's getting in the X Games, but Clay's going to come over. Um, I mean, Clay had such a good time last year. I don't think he would want to miss this. Like, he, he, he absolutely Clay, smashed it last year. Clay went off last year. He, like, won vert and got second in street or something, wasn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, as well, he actually tore his medial ligament skating. Um, I think it was either warm-up or, like, in the qualifiers in the park. Um, so he got second in the vert contest. Uh, did he win the vert? You know, he won the vert and got second in the park. But he skated the park final with a torn medial ligament. He got straight on a plane on the Monday morning after partying Sunday night, flew across to the Nigel Games and competed in the Nigel Circus Games with a torn MCL. I mean, you've probably seen him now. When he skates now, he's got to put a brace on most of the time because he hasn't had the surgery yet. The kid is an absolute beast. Like, he's an animal. Like, to get second with that injury, kind of, you just can't even contemplate what he's going to do this year fully fit wow and for those of us that are not medically minded because I know you are a little bit now or very much so just remind us where our MCL is and, and what that will affect then oh uh, the MCL is the medial cruciate ligament so it's kind of like the inside of your knee right. um, so if you imagine like any inward bending of your knee you don't have any support there so it'll, it'll, your knee would just snap like it's just you know, without that kind of support it's just going to snap completely um, so it's a pretty like Oh. big thing to injure yeah it's a pretty gnarly injury and there's not really much they can do it's one of them ones like you might as well wait until the ACL so they operate on both of them and like everyone's you know I think every skater in the world's probably heard of an ACL injury um, so the ACL's in the middle and the MCL's on the side but yeah it doesn't stop clear crane now and all that like honestly I've never seen anyone skate so ridiculously hard with that kind of injury you're listening to the skateboarding show you dumb spreeds this is Nick Powley. I'm the owner of Skate Pharmacy. We're based in Margate, Kent. You can check us out at skatepharmacy.co.uk. We're open Monday to Saturday. Yeah, come down, say hello, get a coffee, buy some skateboard stuff. You should always support skate-around shops, because one day you might need a job. How's that? <laughs> Good evening. I hope you're sitting well and enjoying the skateboarding show. This is Sean Goff. Hi, this is Nick Pally. Hey, this is Nick Zolak. This is Eric Dresden. Hey, what's up? This is Dave Duncan. Hey, this is Tony Alva, and you're listening to the Skateboarding Show. And uh, stay tuned. Mental. And of course, so, right, so that's really, that's, that. there's something about Vert at the moment. That seems to be making, it seems to be making a small sort of, I don't, wow. 
I'm going to say the word resurgence, but I don't really want to say that because I think for those of us that have been around long enough, we've always known that there's been a vert scene and it just isn't always very well documented or, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sell like street skateboarding does. So it's really nice to see, to see that you guys are putting that effort in to really push some vert skating. said that the ver uh, and all kind of transition in a way is 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 really yeah easy for a non skateboarder to be impressed by he's he's jumped yeah. up in, he's jumped up in the air and he's landed back down again amazing brilliant but you know the, the amount of times i've 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 shown a non skateboarder uh, maybe a bit of a street section and they've gone you know, a, a bit of a street video and they've gone, well, they've just done the same thing 15 times. And I'm like, dude, they haven't done the same thing once. What are you on about? Like, because I can yeah. see the difference, but they can't, of course, because of course, of course, understandably, absolutely. Because, because we're so, we're so entrenched in skateboarding that we can read the language of it. But of course, a non-skateboarder can't. And, and that's understandable. Cause... Well, from, from a non-skater perspective, it's faster, higher, longer, isn't it? You know, it goes back to the kind of, you know, the, the, 
the three platforms of, of judging sport and performance. Who can go the fastest, who can go the highest, who can go the longest. Yeah. Transition skating versus skating lends itself to that more. You can kind of quantify it, whereas you can't quantify the technicality of street skating. I mean, I'm like probably the world's worst street, you know, street skater there is. Like, I, you know, I'll be lucky if I pop an ollie during the week, let alone like anything else. Um, and even like I look at these guys and I just look at them with all like some of the stuff that they do just defies like for me it's defying physics you're like how is that yeah. like that's not possible like why are you doing that how is that happening and I've skated you know since being a nipper um, so it's like for having someone that might not skate or someone that's kind of they've got like an inherent interest in skateboarding but they're not they haven't grown up doing it it's not part of their lifestyle it might not be part of their culture um, so for them to look at street skating and try and interpret what's going on must be insane if I struggle and I've been skating for 20 years sometimes you know what I mean it's yeah yeah, yeah. So it just and it goes to show the level of what they are. Like, you know, like, like the level we see at NAS is insane. Like what these guys are doing in the pro park, you just watch them skate, and I, I, I just stand in awe a lot of the time, and just yeah, it's pretty mental. So, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be. So yeah, that that is one thing that always sticks out to me about NAS. Like. Like no matter no matter what could be said about the music or the choice of music or, or the culture or some of the people that go there, every year I'm always left walking off going, Oh my god, did you see that final? Oh my god, did you see so and so land this or that dude try that fifteen million times and kill himself basically. And kill himself, yeah. yeah. Well if you, you racked your brains with the memories like Stu Graham banging his head, uh, like Polly doing the blood off from that big Elvis. Yeah. Uh, like Man Ed's done some crazy like over the years you can kind of go by and there's always that kind of standout memory of what somebody's done or something that's happened like last year I'd say maybe Clay Craner again he did that stalefish backflip um, yeah and that massive I mean, he did a massive gap that no one else did from one quarter pipe to another that like yeah yeah he did um, he did the kind of like the mini mega pipe thing we had and then gap which was basically BMX line yeah like only BMXs were hitting that and he, he hit that it was just it was mental I mean like, it, you know, like, even, like, to see someone like Tony Hawks share that video, which is, like, you know, if you're kind of, like, that level of skater where you've got someone like Hawks sharing your video on Facebook, it's kind of like, okay, that must have been pretty insane. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, he, he now, did stuff that was just another off, level yeah. last year. Now, another memory that does stick out, which will lead us nicely into another element, is I certainly remember, and I think this might have been before your time, but I think it was 2011, maybe 2012. I think it was 2012. I distinctly remember watching live the female competition where I'm not sure if I, if I sort of formulated the thought during the comp, but definitely afterwards, me and lots of other people that I spoke to were just like, that was a game-changing competition because it made all the boys sit up and go... Shit! This is not wow. a joke. Yeah, this is not a joke anymore. This is not like, oh, let's let let's let the girls have a little yeah. go. Oh, that's nice. Oh, right. Can we get on with it now? It was like, I was super oh, annoyed shit. that year actually because I um I was working for Sunday Cruise at the time and well, Sunday Cruise in Indian and we were sponsors of the event and I had knee surgery like a week before I had knee reconstruction. Right. Um. So I was in, I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't actually make it. I actually missed that. And I was gutted. But um, yeah, like like you said, what it does lead into is the fact we've got the return of Girls Skate UK this year. Um, so Danny's kind of, you know, bringing all the girls down. Um, we're gonna have you know the best of the British skaters like Josie, Rianne's coming down, and Lucy's coming down. We're gonna have Sam Bruce on the judging panel as well for the whole thing. So it's nice. kind of like 
the whole growth of women's skateboarding has been like it's been such a joy to watch. Like um, you know, ten fifteen years ago, you were stoked to see a girl skating in the skate park. Now you rock up to a skate park, and it's kind of unusual not to see a girl skating. Um, you know, if not at least a, a crew of them, and like. The level of skating, like seeing Lucy, like the parts that Lucy's putting out, and like seeing Josie getting a welcome as well. Um, like, uh, uh, um, through, I don't know, Josie's on flow with Welcome Through Keen. And um, I mean, you watch her Instagram edits, and then I'm just blown away by like how technically gifted these girls are skating, and they, they're progressing, like you said, they're progressing so quickly and so well. Yes, you're absolutely right. The, the girls scene is massively growing. Uh, and it, and it's great that you guys are going to be featuring that comp this year. Do you know? Have you have you set the the timeline yet for the athletic competitions? And do you know when the girls' comp is going to be for certain? Yeah, the girls will be on Saturday um, from about eleven o'clock. Um, they've got a warm up at ten thirty, then they will be running from uh, the contest. I think is might be ten thirty till midday. It's just before the welcome demo, actually. So they're going to be. Um, warming up for the welcome demo which i think is cool because um you know welcome have been pushing girls skating a lot especially with nora um so it's really good to see these girls and josie millard is obviously skating for welcome as well so it's a nice little link in there so yeah we're really looking forward to it you're listening to the skateboarding show you dance breeds birmingham famous for black sabbath the bullring and a third foot skateboards. A third foot have been gluing, pressing and shaping their own boards since they started in 1997. Ken and Joel are constantly developing their techniques to bring you the best skateboards possible. A third foot skateboards are available at all good skateboard shops. Or contact them direct through their website at a third foot .co.uk I'm Flea Minter. I'm EJ Minter. You're listening to the Skateboarding Show podcast. Click, listen, subscribe. Nice, good. Now, obviously, we've been chatting about NAS and, and chatting about all the positives about it. I would just like to, just, just to sort of bring some balance and some neutrality to sort of journalistic endeavours. If there was anyone out there thinking... Well, you know, I don't know really whether I want to go or not, or I don't know really what the point of it is, or what's going on. What sort of what sort of message or words would you have for somebody who's a bit sort of undecided? Yeah, on the brink, undecided. Um, the thing is with NAS, it's it, it, it's the epitome of action sports in the UK. So, you know, it's the fundamental hub. If you're into skateboarding and BMXing. And then it's a very big community feel so everybody's there everybody's coming to have a good time everybody wants to enjoy themselves more importantly everybody wants to show what they've been doing for the last year so the guys who have been progressing over the last 12 months skating real hard you know they're going to be putting all of that they're going to be putting themselves out on the line to make sure they're performing at their best ability so you will see the, you know, if it's friends or just guys that you look up to it could be heroes it could be your best mate but you're going to see these guys pushing themselves as hard as they can. Nobody's doing it for money. Nobody's doing it to win first prize. They're doing it for accolades. They're doing it to prove to themselves that, hey, look, this is what I've achieved. And that's what I love about it. It's a chance to come and see guys literally pushing themselves as far as they can just for skateboarding. And that's what's amazing about skateboarding is guys, you know, 
that's what we do, isn't it? You know, it's not a competition with anybody else. You're always in competition with yourself to to overcome, you know, a challenge of a trick or a specific line you want to get. Um, the other thing is the park is insane this year. So it's the best park I think NAS has ever had. So obviously that's going to raise the level massively. Um, for me, like my personal excitement is falling on the vert, having such a big vert contest and having such a big hidden, like list of athletes or vert skaters is insane like see clear Karina, you know plr's coming over um man the list goes on like it's such a big list of vert skaters i could be here and take up the rest of your time just just giving you a list of vert skaters and then obviously jesse thomas and jake anderson you know all the english hitters are coming there but to see such a huge group of americans coming over and we've got brazilian guys coming over like the vert is going to be like it's going to be hands down for me personally, I'm more excited about the vert than anything else for NAS. I love everything about NAS, but the vert's just going to be—it's going to be off the hook this year. Um, and then, of course, the, the music is the party. Uh, you know, the guys that are undecided—you get to watch high adrenaline skateboarding, get yourself pumped up, get you know, get in the mood, and then you get to party to the best soundtrack you can imagine. Um, you know, Saturday is going to be off. Like it's going to be with Pendulum playing Saturday night. It's going to be crazy. Um, so yeah, if you're sitting on the fence, get down off the fence and and get to Nass, and you'll have a way better time. And it's way more comfortable than sitting on a fence as well. Yes, just a bit. Yeah. And and I think I think what also happens is is you, you can never quite tell what hijinks you're either going to get involved or or happen to see. That, that probably won't make it to some internet edit. You know, it's really easy. We you know, I talk about this so often and people must be bored of it, but I'm going to mention it again. It's all too easy to sit and wait for the YouTube edit to come out, but you'll miss half the stuff that goes on that that your mates or, or other people will be talking about when they, when they leave the festival. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, it's always good to have the edits by all accounts. It's a great way of catching memories and stuff, but not only do you miss like all the fun and games and I mean like can you remember was it last year or the year before when a load of guys they, they all kind of they, they did a bit of a streak show through the BMX finals and um, who was it they tied up they tied up the skater on a on a trolley and they threw him out and let him go down one of the ramps in the middle of the BMX final what, what, they, I, re- what I remember Geordie is you clearly stopping them throwing him down a ramp because they wanted to throw him down some massive great big ramp and then, and he was tied up on a chair on like this sack truck thing, and you understandably, completely correctly were like, "Guys, no, nah, that ain't gonna end well. Like, don't like the guy's tied to a chair for God's sake. Like, what are you doing?" Visually, from a distance, <laughs> it would from a distance it would appear that I was stopping them between me and you, and I'm sure this is gonna be aired. I was actually whispering in their ears, send him down the ramp, send him down the ramp. And then I was pretending to do the old official thing of don't send him down the ramp. But um, <laughs> you know, the, the stuff that went out, like on Instagram and stuff, I mean, a few, you know, a few of that went out and it was funny. Um, you know, but that's the thing. No matter how good a filmer is or how good an edit is, you can't capture the atmosphere of the live event. Um, you just can't get it. I mean, we're going to be live streaming. Uh, the skate final, the Pro Park final, and the BMX final. The BMX final will be on Lad Bible and the NAS website, and skateboarding will be on the NAS website. 
Um, you know, so guys who can't make it, yeah, tune in, watch it live, you know. It's going to be good. The level of skating is going to be good. But you're not going to get a feel for it. You're not going to get, you know, a real understanding of what them ramps are, you know, how the transitions sit, how big they are, how big the gaps are, because you're not there. I mean, if you want to get a real understanding of what's going on, you've got to be there. You've got to see it. You've got to feel it. Um, and that's the thing. And it's one of the issues that we have in our internet based society is is you know it's very easy to to just watch something on a on a screen or on a mobile phone or what you know whatever it is whatever they call them nowadays and you know and you think you can oh yeah that was rad but you just you, you, you can't conceive actually what went down when it's just on a flat screen it, it, it doesn't give you the perception of of the reality of what's happening and um yeah i think that's, that you know i completely agree with you i mean youtube's a great platform for sharing content and for, for getting stuff out there and, and you know not everybody can be there so you know what a, you know what a great way of making sure people don't miss out on it but you're never going to get the full experience by watching it on a flat screen no no never never and uh, so with that in mind is there still tickets left i mean we're coming up into the last week now on the, on the lead up to to nas is it still possible yeah, but, to buy day tickets and weekend tickets yeah 100 yeah, percent um i think Saturday daytime's getting pretty tight now, but I mean, you know, get in there, get your tickets, get on the website. Um, by all accounts, you know, th- th- there's tickets for sale. Um, you know, NAS is a, a very quickly growing festival. I mean, every year I think it's about 20 to 25 percent bigger each year. We ha- we have more and more people there, um, and, and we're catering for the growth. So, you know, we will make sure that the, the tickets are available. Um, so yeah. If you want a ticket, get on the website and buy one. Brilliant, brilliant. Good form. Well, with with reference to the fact that we're only a couple of weeks away, I'm sure you are rushed off your feet at the moment and I've taken up more than enough of your time. So, Geordie, thank you very much for your time, man, and we look forward to seeing you over the weekend. Likewise, mate. I'm looking forward to catching up on site and, um, yeah, let me know if there's anything you need. Sweet. Cheers, man. Catch you soon. Cheers, mate. Take care. Okay, guys, we've got a UK Independent Vert Series going on this year, 2017. We've got seven competitions up. We've got Adrenaline Alley, 2nd of April, Wheels of Steel. Uh, Ramp City Seaside Sessions on 28th of May in Blackpool. Uh, we've got South Sea Skate Park down in South Sea, uh, 18th of June. Uh, we've got the River Road Skate Park in St. Neats on the 30th of July outside. Uh, Mount Hawk Skate Park coming in at 3rd of September. Uh, down in Cornwall, and Beast Ramps, Manchester, uh, 24th of September, the Mancunian Meltdown, and finally down for Blockless Combat and Creation Skate Park on the 8th of October in Birmingham. Okay, get yourself down to uk.vertseries.com for all the info. We're on Facebook, we're on at UK Vert Series on Instagram and Twitter. See you there. Dance breed, dance breed, dance breed, dance breed.